For those of you tuning in, this is part two of our interview with Detective Sergeant Dave Marquette, our first episode of Profiles in Leadership. Hope you caught part one. If not, head back, check that out. There was some great stuff, and part two's got even more. You made an interesting point, and I guess I never thought about it in this perspective before. As leaders, we're always trying to look at, okay, how am I helping my team, whether it's a sports team, my, my classroom, you know, law enforcement. We always want to say, how am I making my team better? But I think it's just as important, and you made this point, to look, how am I hurting my team as a leader? And I think that's, you know, it's a more negative way to look at it, so you probably don't want to spend a lot of time focused on the neg- negativity, but it is, you know, that self-reflection that you talked about. Like, how am I, we, we always want to know how we're making our team better, but also, what am I doing that makes my team worse? And maybe that's what I should address. You know, we talk about on this podcast of always trying to grow and learn new things, and absolutely, that's that should always be the case. But there's also a time to say, what have I learned and what am I doing that's harming me or my team? And let's improve that versus necessarily trying to go find something new. I mean, I, I never thought about it in those particular words, but I think that is a, a great point. Um, well, that I hope, yeah, it is. Well, it's it's I mean, the hardest part. So like everything mm-hmm. you do, unless you're like, unless you're a psychopath, like you don't go into something like today I'm going to ruin my running back's death. Do you know what I mean? Like. Unless your running back is that guy that we're talking about and he just can't, he's not coachable. Right, we, right. Have, we have those people too. But, you know, trying to take a a step back and subjectively look at what your own behavior is. Like I ran mm-hmm. a squad of people one time and there was there was a officer, uh, a, f- a female officer on that squad that for whatever reason – she just was not performing at a level that I knew that she was capable of. Sure. So I didn't write her up. I literally took her aside one day and was like, hey, like, what's the deal? And she's like, I really just don't think that you like me. She was shutting down because I speak very abruptly. Like, mm-hmm. I've been friends with you long enough to know <laughs> that, like, whatever pops into my head comes out of my mouth. Right. Now, it's nothing necessarily derogatory or anything like that. It didn't make it's her direct. feel uncomfortable. I am very direct, mm-hmm. especially when I'm at work, because a lot of times, especially in places I've worked, I don't have a whole lot of time to um, give you like a comfortable sit down and like, you know, go over stuff. Like a lot of things that we do is very fast paced. Mm-hmm. We're busy departments. And I just frankly don't have the time to uh, coach you through everything. Right. Well, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I have to make the time. It might not be that time right that minute. But that is me. Somehow, if yeah. I was an appropriate leader for that particular officer, mm-hmm. I would have caught that person following that shift out in the parking lot as we're all walking to our cars. And I would have said, hey, like, let me run you through, like, on that call, this, this was the problem. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you try this or blah, blah, blah. That's leadership. Right. Me getting in my car, yeah, her opinion was that I was harsh on her. And the people that I had worked with for years that, I mean, honestly, I'm used to what they do. They're used to the way I talk. So, like, we looked like we were buddies and I was picking on her. Mm-hmm. Following that conversation, I would literally take her aside on calls and I'd be like, what do you want to do on this? Like, I would give her the opportunity to tell me this is what I want to do. And I'd be like, okay, do that. Let's change up this one thing. Right. And then she felt empowered because I was giving her kind of like level playing 
you know, uh, level ground yeah. to, to kind of have some influence on how she did her job. She didn't want to feel like some mindless drone that was just being barked at to be told this or that or the other thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in football, there's no difference. Like, I've had coaches that were awesome, and I've had coaches where I was like, when is this season over <laughs> so, like, I don't have to deal with this person mm-hmm. anymore? You know what I mean? And unfortunately, it's very hard to step back. And I'm not giving myself any credit for asking her. I was actually almost kind of annoyed with her one day. And I was just like, I'm just going to ask her to see, like, what her response is. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the response I actually expected. Mm -hmm. I figured she was going to say, like, this place sucks, like, yada, yada, yada. Right. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, but maybe you're not set up for this was basically what I thought. Really, it was me. Right. And after that... She was fine. She actually did phenomenal. I don't know what she's doing nowadays, but she's yeah probably a supervisor or something because she's got very good leadership quality. She's mm-hmm. very good at pe- speaking to people, even people on the street that we'd be dealing with on calls and stuff. So sometimes it's hard to... Even supervisors who she thinks don't like her. She was good at speaking to them. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I mean, truth be told, she could have done everything that I did. She didn't have the same amount of experience, but... She'd actually probably be a really good administrator. Mm-hmm. Um, she might even be an administrator at this point. I think she works for like Delaware State Police or something now. But And the crazy part that is, is you're talking about all her positive skill sets. But it wasn't her lack of skill that was holding her back. It was you as the leader, unintentionally, mind mm-hmm. you, that was holding her back. And I, I mean, I think that's a great story about just how we have to be self-aware as leaders. And are and we helping our people or holding them back? I mean, like in your... In your um, and we can make excuses for why we don't do it Easily. all day long. Oh my gosh! And it's yes. very easy to do so. Like mm-hmm. you, you're a coach, you're a teacher, you, Whatever you're a husband, father, you're a father. Yeah. Like you, you <laughs> volunteer for stuff. You hang out with me. Like you got a busy schedule. You know what I mean? So, and like myself, you know, obviously I have a job. I'm on call a lot. I'm mm-hmm. married. I have a kid. I have a business. Like. Sure. None of my family lives anywhere near Has a here. business during the time of COVID that involves working with people. Let's keep that in perspective. Well, that's, that's been a whole nother, <laughs> whole nother eye-opening mm-hmm. uh, experience. That's like less leadership and more just like hanging on for dear life. and just. <laughs> Sometimes that's what it is, huh? Well, and, and actually, cir- circling back around, sometimes there's things that happen that are outside of your control. Like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine, well, I can't imagine being a football coach, a head football coach anyway. I would much rather be, you know, offensive coordinator or something like. I wouldn't want to personally be uh, a head coach, probably because of my lack of knowledge of mm-hmm. the game. Just because you play football doesn't really mean that you have a solid knowledge of the game in order right. to to be an effective coach. I think that falls on deaf ears a lot. Um, and we all know that guy that was. You know, captain of his football team. I ran for fifteen hundred yards yeah, my senior in high school. I, I rocked he can, high school football. I yeah, can coach him up. He can give you advice mm-hmm. and and ridicule. Uh, yeah, most of them sit in the stands and still give me advice and ridicule. Man, it's, it's crazy. It's it's handy. You know, I've learned a lot from them over the I, years. I sit and watch. Um, yeah, obviously, I'm an Eagles fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's been it's a, a rough, rough few weeks for you, it's buddy. It's been a weird season. So mm-hmm. they just fired the head coach, which I personally think was the completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that isn't a leadership issue. That is a management issue. Okay. So mm-hmm. 
in my opinion, because yeah. what do I know? Jeff Lurie, if you hear this, dude, you <laughs> super missed, you, you messed up, buddy. So you got a you got a coach that was a quarterback, mm-hmm. right? He is, and not not my opinion. His own guys literally are like nonstop tweeting out, mm-hmm. dude. We love what you did for us. They all love the guy, right? They do anything. If you said run through that wall, they would do it. Mm-hmm. And the issue was. Management doesn't understand that that guy has the skill set that he does. And sometimes you have to look at, like, the the owner of the Eagles, he has two options. He can either just strictly be a manager mm-hmm. and, or an owner and a manager, or he can be a leader. He didn't do either. Hmm. He, he, Interesting, yeah. So he wouldn't allow – why put a person as a head coach and then not allow them to pick their coaching staff or their players? It's right. literally the dumbest thing ever. The guy is a genius businessman, right? Mm-hmm. What did we just see? We just saw a whole presidential mess. Right. Guy is a phenomenal businessman, mm-hmm. right? Arguably. People right. would say, that's arguable. Okay, well, he makes a lot more money in a year than I do. <laughs> right. So, as far as I'm concerned, he's a good businessman. He is not a good leader. He's right. just not. like. And there's going to be people that are going to hate me for that, and that's fine, whatever. I only hang out with six people anyway. <laughs> but what was his failing? He don't know how to talk to people. Right. Jeff Lurie. He has a guy who he should have identified as a phenomenal leader that had this skill set. And Doug Peterson's one of those guys that if you're a good leader, you have to also understand that if you're not good at something, you surround yourself with people that are. Right. Absolutely. So, like, you shouldn't be, as head coach, necessarily dictating all of your defensive or offensive plays. Mm -hmm. That's why you have coordinators for that, Right. Right. You can't, I don't care how good you are at anything, you can't stretch yourself that thin. Right. So, and essentially trying to be a manager of every aspect of the game, special teams, defense, offense, whatever. Dude, good luck with that. That's right. a lot of people to manage every single move that those guys make That's and motivate them at the same time. You're only one person. It's just not going to happen. Sure. So... Like in that aspect, they they fired the coach because the ownership really likes the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, that's poor leadership, in my opinion. The quarterback, and you, you could say, Wentz was great in twenty seventeen. He got hurt. It's four years later. He's had multiple injuries. Maybe he will be great. Maybe he won't. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, what example are you setting for the rest of the players? That you're going to fire the coach that's done everything for them, leading them to a, a Super Bowl. Sure. For the sake of resurrecting one injured... Career. Career. Yeah. Really, it comes down to money. Mm-hmm. Right? They, sure. they spent it like an astronaut. I don't even remember what it was. It's something... Too much, probably. Something, <laughs> something stu- yeah. Like, clearly, I should have tried way harder in sports. <laughs> <laughs> because, man, like, I don't even remember. It's like... He's guaranteed like $114 million or mm-hmm. something stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like one of the top contracts. Sign- and they signed him before his rookie contract was even up. And he wasn't even healthy. Mm-hmm. So um, that's problem number one. Poor leadership from the standpoint that you're setting a bad precedence. That you're literally willing to... And I mean, they fired like almost their entire coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much everybody that's been a leader... To all of their athletes, right. they just got rid of for the sake of saving one career mm-hmm. 
in my opinion, because ownership and management doesn't want to admit that they they made a bad purchase. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a great point. I think it's, you know, we talk about when we make a mistake here, you know, you admit it, you fix it, and you don't repeat it. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, like what you're saying is sometimes as leaders, we make mistakes and we don't want to admit it. So maybe we do other things to hide that, but then it ends up causing so many other issues that, you know, look, we're all going to screw up, man. Like we're, we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. It's what you do after that mistake that really determines your effectiveness as a leader. It's, it's progress, not perfection. Yeah. Right. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. Great. So, and like if, if, you got how many students in your class typically? Uh, anywhere between 25 and 30. You don't think that out of, let's just say 25 on the low end. Mm-hmm. You make a mistake, right? You right. misspeak. Like, let's just say you have some kind of Freudian slip. Those teenagers are going to roast kids, you. you. Exactly, <laughs> right? Right. right. That's, that's, 20, that's 25 hormonally imbalanced children in a room that I'm surprised we're listening in the first place, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> now you take yourself into a professional setting, mm-hmm. right? Or like, let's just say football, because we want to be on the field and play football, sure. right? So we're paying attention. When coach speaks, mm-hmm. at least like when I've been in sports, when coach spoke, you were paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so say you take the workforce or a place that you want to be, when those people make mistakes... They noticed, mm-hmm. you know, so that's not something you can just be like, you know, nothing to see. We'll yeah, sweep look that the other under. way. You yeah. have to, you, you can't call people out for their shortcomings and their, their mistakes and not, uh, not own the ones that you make yourself. Right. And that's part of the problem. It's like, this is going to spin off in a whole nother topic, but like cops, right? Mm-hmm. I don't really like most cops. They're, they're not going to like this because I think you have the wrong attitude. Yeah, some people need a ticket. Some people, like if somebody punches me in the face, you're probably going to get hit back. That's just cause and effect. You right. know what I mean? Take out of the equation that I'm a cop. I'm a human being. That's just, the, it's in, in nature, you're either going to run away, which I can't do, mm-hmm. or you have to fight. That's just all there is to it. So you got fight or flight. But the attitude is, is everything and, and dictates a lot. So you got a lot of people that, you know, a cop will hammer the the 35 year old mom that's just trying to get her screaming infant home because she needs some Tylenol or mm-hmm. something she's teething or whatever he'll he'll slam her with a ticket for points and everything else give his little speech about why you shouldn't drive so fast dude she knows why she shouldn't drive so fast <laughs> right that's why she's she's trying to get her infant home so like a lot of times like you look at that officer you don't think that guy didn't speed mm-hmm you don't think that he hasn't driven past the speed limit in his patrol car when he really didn't need to? We've all freaking done it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Part of the part of the problem is people. We never want to admit our own faults. Right. It's Do you tough. know what I mean? It's hard. It's hard to look yourself in the face and say like I screwed up. Mm-hmm. You know, and that could be in anything. Like, you, you could be the leader of your household, right? Sure. I'm not saying you're the one that necessarily dictates the money and all that crap. Like, I don't believe in that. But like, let's just say that you are the leader of your household. Mm-hmm. You have to sometimes understand, like, I mess up all the time. Luckily, my wife's very patient. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I've never been married before. Right. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I've never had kids before. Right. So We're all learning. It's, yeah, it's a constant. <laughs> I don't care how long you've been a coach. You're going to run across something that you've never seen before. Sure. I mean, this, quite frankly, if COVID's taught anybody anything... 
this was an unprecedented thing and it's actually been pretty remarkable to me to see how many people that I would have normally said were pretty intelligent people that have proven how absolutely ridiculous they are by faulting a bunch of people for not immediately acting or having an answer to something that's never been seen before by, mm -hmm. by in modern history. Right. How do you, how do you even begin? Yeah. I don't expect perfection from our leaders. I expect some type of progress. Right. You know, and and that's really what leadership's going to boil down to. That's what the country needs. It's what mm -hmm. you know the football team needs. We need as individuals, dude. Law yeah. enforcement needs good leadership now, like no other. The problem is we're not getting that. So, kind of coming into the home stretch here, um, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of leaving people with practical knowledge. I think you've put a lot of great stuff out there. I think. Um, this is going to be worth. It's going to be about an hour long, which is way longer than most every episode, and it's been worth. <laughs> uh, it's a, it, it's been worth every minute. I think there's a lot of things, you know, from a perspective outside of athletics. Um, you know, you are a business owner, but from outside of business, you know what I mean. It, it, I think it's been great. Um, you know, the last question I would ask you then is, um, if somebody was looking to develop their leadership skills and ability, maybe they're a younger leader, they've just gotten into uh, law enforcement, coaching, teaching. Uh, they just started the business, whatever it is. Um, what is the main advice that you would give them um, to say, hey, here's how you're going to get better as a leader? Developing your personal skills. Okay. So, I mean, like, just being able to... You can't properly lead people if you don't know where their head's at. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you don't know... Like, if you don't know that your players are unhappy with something mm -hmm. you know what i mean like let's just say it's in their personal life or or maybe even on the field so they don't they don't like their position they feel like they were much better as a a corner or mm -hmm. whatever you have to be able to recognize you have to develop your your personal skills enough to recognize when people are doing well mm -hmm. you have to be able to acknowledge that when people make a mistake you have to be able to identify that and find out what the issue is, whether it's you, whether it's them, whether it's some other kind of external factor. And you have to be able to try to assist those people because as a leader, your sole job is to, like yours, is to, to win games. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you can run up with all the plays on the planet, but if you can't help motivate these guys to want to run the plays and you can't motivate them to come to practice – you're probably going to have a very rough year, mm -hmm. you know? So if you can't, if you can't identify people's strengths and weakness, weaknesses and you can't talk to them about where they're deficient in a constructive manner, and there's always those outliers that you may not be able to talk to them constructively. Sure. There's just, mm -hmm. there's always one. Right. My boss probably thinks I'm that one. <laughs> but, you know, there's always that, that one person you can't talk to, but... You have to be able to to evaluate your whoever it is that you're attempting to lead. And then equally as important, if not more important, you have to be able to evaluate yourself periodically mm -hmm. to understand if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because having really big expectations for your team, they have just as big an expectation out of you. And sure. They probably aren't in a position to voice it because then they look like they're being disrespectful mm -hmm. or, or whatever. But, you know, constantly, and it has to be a thing that, that evolves over time. You know, you have to be.
be able to reevaluate your own performance and your own interactions with whoever it is that you're attempting to lead on a regular basis. Right. Because what worked for that last team might not work for the next team. Yeah. You know, everybody's got different needs and wants and things that they respond to. And, yeah, you know, I can talk to you a certain way. I can't talk to other people a certain way. It's just all there is to it. You have to be able to. Yeah, you have to. Maybe, I guess, to, to sum that up, you just need to be able to adapt. Yeah. Boy, what worked today might not work tomorrow, and you have to be okay with that. The 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 one thing I hate the most is this is the way we've always done it. <laughs> it's yes. literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I freaking hate that because it's the laziest excuse not to want to develop Absolutely. a program or yourself or your people. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Yeah. So constantly just trying to, uh, you know take in you know look at look at yourself and your own uh your own philosophies and whatnot and see if it does need adjustment awesome man i i really appreciate you coming on um you know like i said there's been a lot of nuggets dropped in this and i think our listeners would be well served to listen to it once if not twice um you know coming from a perspective of you're, you're not the superintendent of state police you know you're not the head guy you're not even the head guy in your own department but you know i think you've shown us that just because you're not the leader, quote unquote, doesn't mean you can't be a leader, you know, because as you talked about before, a supervisor and a leader, not the same thing. And, uh, you know, I think that's important for a lot of our guys to hear because, you know, not everybody can be a head coach, right? A coaching staff has a head coach and then double digit assistant coaches, right? So typically most of us are assistant coaches. We may want to be head coaches and that's, we should be, but doesn't mean we don't, we don't start being a leader when we're head coach. It starts way before that. So, Really appreciate your time. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Again, this has been Detective Sergeant David Marquette, Maryland State Police. Um, you know, been a profile in leadership. So, again, guys, thank you so much for listening. There's so many other things you can be doing with your time. Uh, as always, I really appreciate you. You know, I appreciate Dave coming on. Uh, hopefully you appreciate what he had to say. Um, you know, so as always, I'll leave you with the same words uh, I always leave you with. Always challenge the status quo. Keep finding ways to make yourself better and stay anchored down to your core values. Have a great week, everybody.